the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to SoCal Live, hour two of our program on every single day from 3 to 5 right here in KKLA in Los Angeles, 99.5 KPRZ in San Diego. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. And I was going to say, you know, former uh, disaster area Warner person on your cell phone. Uh, I saw a couple of calls. I don't know if you came through on that, but uh, did you get that thing that happened this weekend in uh, L.A. where you got the warning that everybody in that in Chevy Chase Canyon has to uh, evacuate? I thought that was interesting. We talked about that last hour. We're going to move ahead this hour. Give me a call at 888-LA-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. You can also email me right now at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right. So, you know, this weekend I mentioned I did a lot of driving. Just a little peel back into uh, my world. And uh, becoming host of this program means a lot of changes for us and uh, our family. And uh, one of them is that uh, I'll no longer be the pastor of the First Baptist Church of San Diego. For uh, Been there for 18 years. That's a long time. And uh, it's kind of tough to leave. Uh, at least it's tough because I'm the only one who knows where anything is. So people, you know, ask me what closet something's in. When you're there that long, right, it's amazing how much stuff you know that you don't realize that maybe uh, other people forgot. Um, but in part of that, we're moving. And, and for us, you know, ministry on the radio is going to be different. We're excited about that. We don't see it as leaving ministry at all. We see this as as a ministry together. And for me and my wife, we've been married 21 years. Our two boys, 13. James turns 13 today. It's James's 13th birthday today. He became a teenager, which has uh, you know created all kinds of anxiety for all of us. And uh, he disobeyed me because he was supposed to remain 12, uh, and he did not today. He officially becomes 13, and a teenager. Which, by the way, I didn't realize this was happening. I got a you know, suddenly I get all these emails from. Google and all these things saying, hey, your kid's 13. That means you don't have any say in what they do online. That's the gist of it. Did you know that, parents, by the way? That if you're 13, you can have your own Google account. You don't have to have the parent one. It's not like you can't just lie and put whatever age you want. You ever go to that? They're like, we need to check your age. Oh, okay. But 13, I guess you can have your own social media and other stuff. That's terrifying. We will not be doing that. Uh, As far as I know, right? But I got to have that relationship. Anyway, he's... uh, 13, 12, and uh, my youngest one, John, is 10, and we're moving. We're leaving San Diego, going to be in Los Angeles, and part of that process for us, too, is looking for a church, and uh, let me ask you this. Whenever you look for a church, what do you look for when you look for a church? When you move and you have to go to a, a new church, what is it that you are looking for? Maybe you're looking for a church right now, what are you looking for? What is most important to you when you are looking for a church? 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557. What advice would you give somebody who is looking for a church to go to? And you think, well, I'm a pastor all this time. Yeah, but when you're a pastor, like my wife says this all the time, Christy, she goes, you know, I'm married to the pastor, so I better like the pastor at my church because I don't really have a choice. 
And I think that's pretty funny because she's a funny, funny lady. And, uh, but she's right though. Right. And, uh, you know, also we know that lots of people are moving churches today. The COVID, the COVID is created something they call, uh, somebody called it the great sort where people are moving around, you know, so you have great resignation. People are changing jobs all the time because of, uh, COVID and then the great sort is happening in all sorts of different communities. Um, what, if you're looking for a church, what is it that is most important to you when looking for a church? 888-528-2557. Liz in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. How are you doing, Liz? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm fine. So what do you look for when you're looking for a church? Are you looking for a church right now? No, I'm not. I've been with the same church for the last 25, 26 years. Oh, all right. Good for you. Yeah. And prior to that, I was um, I was raised in a Spanish-speaking church, and uh, my parents, we grew up all five of us kids grew up in church, but I didn't understand a lot, I didn't comprehend a lot, but as I became a teenager, uh, an adult, and then when I became a mother is when, you know, that incorruptible seed is there, you're, right. you're in the presence of the world and you run. So when I had to start looking for a church to raise my kids, I... My biggest advice, and I do this at, at work, is pray on it. Trust God that He will direct you. And I would ask the Lord, Lord, direct me where I can raise my kids, where they can come to know you, have a relationship with you. Um, it wasn't just about me. It was about my family. And um, there was a time where we would go from church to church. My husband wasn't really one to go to church. He was he was raised uh, different, and he was mm. respected the fact that I'm going to raise the kids in church. And uh, one day he tells me, so why are you going to so many churches? When are you going to just go to one? I said, you know what? I'll know when God puts it in my heart. And you will know. You'll know if you trust God to direct you with everything else. This is the one more important thing, I think, most importantly, is that God's going to put you where you're needed. God's going to put you where you're going to grow. And God's going to put you where you're going to learn and go and grow through, through things with your kids because it's really about the family unit <clears> and, <throat> All right. and being successful and growing. And I grew a lot, and um, I was 37 years old when I got baptized. So baptized. So um, my old, my youngest daughter is 32. She was 30. Uh, she was one and a half years old when I started church. This church I'm going to. So I uh, my biggest thing, and I do direct friends and family pray on it. All right, pray on it. I think that's pretty good advice. All right, thank you very much, Liz. I'm asking the question today, what do you do when you're looking for a church? What is the most important thing if you are looking for a church? Maybe you're looking for a church right now and you're just struggling to find a place. How long do you how long do you know if it's the right place for you for you? You know, and I'm I'm saying this with the assumption that you're going to find, you know, that there is a church that not every church is for everybody. And I think that's okay. Really, there's one church, right? Jesus has one church when he looks down, and we're all part of the same church, but there are different congregations that maybe are going to be a better fit for us in different parts of life. What do you look for when you're looking for a church, or what advice would you give somebody who is looking for a church? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Let's go to Lulu. Uh, Lulu, where are, you, where are you calling from? Oceanside, California. Ah, uh, hi, Oceanside. Welcome. So, Lulu, what are you thinking about? What do you look for when you're looking for a church? What I look for is a Bible-based church, 
somebody, you know, that's going to be preaching God's Word through the Bible. And, and, you know, with prayer, that helps a lot. You know, God will touch your heart, and you'll know when that happens. Yeah. When you uh, when you look for a Bible-based church, what does that mean to you? Well, when they have a Bible and, you know, they give you scriptures according to the Bible. Okay. So not just a church that, you know, at one point they were founded on the Bible, but they forgot about that a long time ago. That happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Lulu, thank yeah. you very much for your call. Well, and thanks for calling Southern California live. Uh, let's see, Vicki in Los Angeles, what do you look for when you're looking for a church? Vicki, welcome. Hi. Hi, Vicki. How are you doing today? Hi, yeah, good, thank you. All right, do you already have a church or are you looking for a church? Oh, uh, no, I have a church, but um, so many churches that I've been to, it's like they're either spirit-filled and not doctrinally correct, or they're doctrinally correct and they're kind of dead, you know, there's no spirit in there. And what I look for is a doctrinally correct, spirit-filled church. I think that's really important because there's so much deception out there right now. Can you and, be doctrinally um, correct and spirit-filled and not spirit-filled? Like, what are, the, what no, are those terms? Yeah, what do those terms well, mean to you? Well, where people believe uh, the whole Bible, they don't pick and choose what they believe in there, but they believe okay. that the whole Word of God is uh, inherently, you know, it's all uh, God-breathed. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Did we lose you? I think, Vicki, you still there? And then uh, Spirit-filled, oh, yeah. what, what does that mean to you? Well, filled with the Holy Spirit, and that uh, they believe in all the gifts of the Spirit, and the moving of the Spirit, and the leading of the Holy Spirit, to be a Spirit-led person, you know. Okay. And, and that it lines up with the Word of God, right? It, it's correct. It's not uh, people sure. uh, making it sound like something that it's not, you know? Yeah, okay, I understand that. Vicki, thank you for calling. You know, I think that that is really a good point at the end. People use, uh, if you're in church, you might have a different expectation of what Spirit-filled means. And uh, But when she's talking about Spirit-filled and Bible-based, you know, she said at the end that it really matters. You can think of yourself as one or the other and not be either. Um, you may be Bible-based, but you haven't really read that Bible in a long time, or maybe you're Spirit-filled, but maybe you're just pizza-filled, and you're coming up with your own notions for different things, and, you know, God doesn't, God's not going to lie, you know, so if somebody's prophesying things that aren't true, then you should flee. Uh, that's what the Scriptures say. All right, what do you look for when you're looking for a church? 5, 888-528-2557. Uh, Tracy in Los Angeles, what do you think? Tracy, do you already have a church? Tracy? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I could barely hear you. Sorry about that. Yes, I already have a church, but I know um, this, uh, like, a couple of years ago, I was looking for a church. Yeah. One of the biggest things for me was actually diversity. Mm. I definitely want to make sure that there is a diverse congregation, not only in cultural, but also, like, age and family, you know, whatever, just a diverse group of ethnics as well as um, multi-economic um, and just a very, very diverse church. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Diverse church, thank you very much for your call, Tracy. Uh, Cynthia in Pasadena, welcome to Southern California Live. Very diverse church. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Hi, uh, Cynthia. Cynthia, turn your radio down. You're on the air. Yes. Hi, Cynthia, what are you looking for when you're looking for a church? Are you in a church now? Um, yes, I'm in a church. We actually have a home church, okay. and um, we used to be a part of a bigger church, but what we really 
thought was super important was community. Mm. And I know that's hard to say right off the bat, but I think when the children really feel peace and when you visit, you kind of have to visit a couple times. But, um, yeah, I think it's really important to have, I was talking to my kids here, um, and they were also saying family, good families, and obviously Bible-based and all that good stuff. But families, healthy marriages, I think those are good ways to, to connect to a good church. Okay, I think those are things people look for. You live, you have a home church, so you're meeting in, in homes, not in a building somewhere? Yeah. Now, do you right. have... We have a home church with different, there's about five different families, and we rotate and meet in different um, homes. Okay, so it's just uh, you and the five families? Well, there's different visitors, but yeah, it's primarily, and it's really a great community because you really get to know people, and that's really how you get sharpened, you know? Iron sharpens iron, so... Are you part of uh, a experience. are you part of I'm, and I'm asking this because I know there's uh you often hear about you know mega churches big churches but there's also micro churches that typically meet in homes or they meet on the beach or they meet in some places but sometimes the micro churches is groups like yours but you're also connected with you know four or five other groups that also meet with four exactly. or five families is that what you're a part of mm-hmm. right oh. we have a larger church that we're a part of and um but they're all home churches as well. And okay. they all meet throughout the United States. So, all right. Have, you know, we have our big group, but we have our small group where we really get to connect and grow, and all our families get to really connect and grow. I think it's really important to have that community. And, um, yeah, all the other stuff is great, and I don't know where, you know, where a person is with their um, spirit build or whatever it is, but, <clears throat> hey, Bible-based. Bible-based, and, and from there, you know, yeah. letting your growing from there. Okay, Cynthia, thank you very much for calling Southern California Live. We're asking the question, what do you look for when you're looking for a church? Maybe as you come on the air, tell me how long you've been in the current church you're in. Um, You don't have to tell me what church, just how long you've been there. Or if you are looking, you know, what has been your experience? What are the things that um, uh, maybe churches ought to know, you know, if they're uh, trying to reach out to people? Uh, 888-528-2557 is the number for Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. Mary in Westlake Village, welcome to Southern California. I was just in your neck of the woods this weekend. Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, Mary, how you doing? Oh, hi. Well, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. I heard your message, and it's exactly what I'm uh, reflecting on. Uh, how to go about finding a new church. I have been with a very big church uh, for about eight years, and obviously I very much like the the pastor, the the, the lead pastor, and many of the programs uh, and how he preaches the Bible, but I had an experience that was extremely hurtful, Mm. and I couldn't respond to it because I wanted to respond in a Christian way, but it was extremely sudden, abrupt, and it was filled with hate, and for no reason whatsoever. I was actually injured, and I'd lost my husband for about a year. So just as I as I was talking to one of the pastors who's been very kind and supportive, all of a sudden this guy drops in, and he just throws a bomb, almost like banishing me from the church. Like, <clears throat> Why? Okay, so the, was uh, that person so, in leadership? Was that person in leadership in the church? In some sort of position, and and, and, and uh-huh. I believe he is very upset with the fact that I'm a film director. 
because he that probably doesn't believe that. You're a film you know, director? That was not a, it was not a subject of a conversation. I've actually donated a lot of my services to an elderly gentleman to bring, to bring light to his life as a veteran like two or three years ago. Mm. So this marriage just has been very uh, suddenly aggressive when I was like just peacefully okay. walking and everybody was peaceful. So, so you feel like you should find another church or they're asking you to find another church? Oh, no, nobody's asking me. Uh, this happened. I haven't even uh, addressed the situation because it was so sudden. I'm like yeah. on crutches. I'm like five, yeah. five months, you know, holding my knee, and I've lost a husband. Do I really want to fight with this guy? So wait, what wait. I realized you is got that physic- You got physically time- injured, physically injured in some altercation? Is that what you're saying? From this guy. I'm, I'm physically injured from, from an injury. Uh, All right. But he sees me on... And he attacks me like this verbally in front of another person. So I'm thinking, how could this even happen in this church? Yeah, have you talked to the, the the lead pastor about this? Uh, no. What I decided to do it was it was extremely hurtful for me to even talk about it. So what I decided to do is to actually find a church where, and I'm answering your question, mm-hmm. where the character of the people is like our lowest character. So oh, well. that a thing like this will never happen. Yeah, okay, Mary. I'm going to... He never reached to me. All right, me. all right. Hold on a second, Mary. Hold on a second. You know, a lot of people have uh, rough things, and I don't know all the details of what you're, you're going through. And you might very well need to find another church. Sounds like something there is very unhealthy. But what I would say, Mary, is what's important... You know, one thing is you really need to take what you're describing to the, the pastor and church leadership, because if what you're describing is what's happening, then that's probably happening to other people. Maybe people don't know. You know, what happens a lot of the time in church is that people have a bad experience one way or the other, but they don't tell anybody. They just leave, you know, and it, there can be just one person uh, messing things up. You know, I used to, I had to ask a person, I had to confront a person one time because what he was doing was figuring out who the new people were. And then he would corner them and start to sell them his multi-level marketing thing. And so the new people stopped coming back and I had to try to investigate why. And I finally found out why it's that this one guy was, and this sounds, you know, not as bad as what you're experiencing. One guy was harassing people to buy his candles or whatever he was selling. And, uh, you know, you're not really coming to church for that. Um, Mary, what I would say to you is go to the pastor there. You need to, you need to address that and you might very well need to find another place and get to the bottom of it, but you have to go biblically speaking. Uh, this needs to be confronted and that's, that's important because if what you're describing is true, then that's a bad, bad scene there. All right. What do you look for when you're, uh, looking to join a church? 888-528-2557. Jackie from Compton. Welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Jackie? Oh, hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I just recently went back to church um, during after the pandemic. Because okay. So this is new for you. Pandemic. Okay. Yeah. What's that? So you've recently had this experience. No, I, rec- I just recently went back to church. Um, right. Okay. And what I look for in a church, and I'm still searching for a church. I think I found one. But what I oh, okay. look for in a church is two very important things to me. One is that the church I'm going to now is I love that they delve into the Bible. It, it's like we're doing Bible study. They're, mm. they're, they're, they're putting the Bible verses out there. They're, they're going through chapter by chapter. 
and they're actually convicting me. Things that the Holy Spirit, I can feel the Holy Spirit in that church. They're convicting me. It, it, it's, it's almost, I told my friend that it's almost like, wow, I don't even want to leave the church. That's how, that's how, that's how uh, great like you it don't, feels. I'm you don't want to go home after the service? Is that what you mean? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, and the second thing is that, that I think that's very important, and I haven't really had that yet. It might be me because I'm sort of a, I am an extrovert, but lately I've been an introvert by being out of the church for so long. Um, I, I want to, I don't know how, but I, I feel like I wish the church people that are there, I say hi, and they don't really respond back to me. Mm. So, like, let's say I go to the woman's bathroom and I try to make a conversation, hi, and they don't respond back. <clears throat> I don't feel as welcome, but that might be my fault because of before, when, before the pandemic, I was going to a church. Uh-huh. And I live in Compton, and I was going to a church where, basically, honestly, I was a couple of white people there. And there uh-huh. were times that I just started that church, too. And when I was going there, they are like, you're just visiting here, right? You're not joining in the bathroom. You're not joining this church, right? They're having this and conversation with you in the bathroom? In the bathroom, yes, with women. <laughs> and they would come up to me, and I would say hi, and they'd say hi. And they would look at me and say, you're not coming to this church, right? You're not, oh. not going to be a member. You're just visiting, right? I said, no. I'm thinking about joining. I mean, I I want to get involved in the church, so it kind of put me off. That's why. Well, I that going yeah, to that, church. that would Jackie. I got to take a break here, and uh, you know, uh, I you know, I don't know if the bathroom is the place to judge people's friendliness, but maybe in the if you're having conversations in the bathroom, maybe you you see what people are like if they're saying, "Hey, you're not really coming to this church, are you?" Uh, that would be a good sign to not go to that church. Just saying. All right. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm asking the question right now, what do you look for when you are looking for a church? I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. We're talking about... What do you look for when you're looking for a new church? And uh, you can call at 888-528-2557. If the line is busy, just keep trying, 888-528-2557. Now, as we, as we do this, as I get to your calls here, tell me um, if you're already in a church or if you're just now looking how long you've been in that church. You don't have to tell me what church it is. Uh, but what is important for somebody who is looking for a church? And be thinking of it from the context of we're coming out of COVID. There are people who have left the church or haven't been in three years, and maybe they're feeling like they need to move. Maybe there's people who just haven't been in church for a long time who want to go back. Maybe there's people listening who just would like to start going to church, and they don't know much about what it's about. I had a young person. She was 18, I'm guessing, just said she just started college, and our church is right next to a big university. And she said to me, I've never been to church, a church service in my life, Okay. And uh, and she literally said, what goes on in there? We were outside. She goes, what goes on in there? <laughs> That's what she said. And I said, well, we bring out a goat. Luckily, she laughed at that. And then I explained, you know, what happened. But she had, you know, no experience in church. She didn't know that you sing songs, that there's a sermon, that, you know, whatever you do, announcements. She didn't know what happened in there. And uh, she stuck around. Uh, and that was good. That was a good thing. 888-528-2557. Maria in Woodland Hills. Welcome to Southern California Live. Thanks for holding, Maria. Tell me what you're looking for in a church. Still with us, Maria? 
Yes, hi. Hi, Maria. What are you looking for in a church? Oh, okay. So, um, you know what I found really important? Uh, During COVID, um, a lot of churches were closed. And uh, including my own church, and then uh, I stumbled upon this church, and um, they were outside, and they they were staying open. So basically, what became very important for me is that I want a church that's not afraid to um, how should I put it to get political. And by that I mean all the all the stuff that we are dealing with in today's world, um, how we should be as Christians, um, what God wants us to do. So I, I really, I'm happy with that I found a church that, that's not afraid that from time to time to bring those things up. You mean to talk that's about definitely. issues of the day, you know, I, you know, you don't want them to be just political rallies, right? But you're saying they didn't, uh, they opened up, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like situations like gay marriage, abortion, um, you know, uh, stop, just stop, like homeless issues are... How what are what our city officials are doing? Um, how how we can help? What you know? How just just sure. anything or 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 the war that, that we need to pray for both and just that, that they're not that that we have that I have a pastor that's not afraid to address or to talk about that. Okay, Maria, I, I appreciate that and understand that you want a church that's relevant, right? That is not ignoring what's going on. Uh, in the world, you know, I think that there's a there's a temptation to be aware of. The temptation is to sometimes get so wrapped up in whatever the issues are that your church becomes about something else and not about Jesus any longer. And uh, that's easy, I think, uh, an easy road to go down. You got to make sure you're about Jesus. Um, and Jesus, uh, you know, has is probably a lot harder uh, to follow uh, than uh, your your pastor. Even I, I think it was Francis Chan who once said that. Uh, he thought he said i think i think more people would come to my church than jesus's church and he didn't mean that like as a brag what he meant was is that he's not tough enough uh he's not scriptural enough where jesus might chase some people away i don't know what i think about that because jesus certainly had a lot of people coming i think there were a bunch of people on the uh, sermon on the mount uh and who heard that but i'll bet there were a lot of people who walked away from the sermon on the mount cuz they didn't like that whole love your enemies part 888-528-2557. Uh, Natasha in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. What are you looking for in a church? Natasha, are you still with us? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you for right. taking my call. For yeah, me, go ahead. Um, I would say uh, really good music that's uh, scripture-based, not just... Um, I've walked into churches where they're literally singing the Hallelujah song. Um, the, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, and that's Yeah, there's a Christian version of that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. this was not it. <clears throat> um, and I think, you know, like, I go to Grace Community Church, and yesterday they just put on a concert called the Symphony of Psalms, and they went through a bunch of different songs, at least uh, 15 or 16 different psalms, and talked about the history of the psalms and how <clears throat> it wasn't okay for congregations to be able to participate in singing now that was only for the elite clergy so i thought it was really informative and uh the music has to be very spiritually based and and shouldn't be just whatever um is popular not whatever's popular okay natasha i think good word there amber from thank you for joining us amber from pasadena welcome to southern california live hi scott how are you today i'm good amber how are you 
I'm good. So I probably was at my church for about 20 years, and I didn't like the things that were going on at all. So my thing, I prayed and prayed and prayed, and it was I prayed for about six months, and it was just having trust and faith in the Lord, knowing that whatever He's telling me is where I needed to go, and knowing that sometimes it wasn't about me. It's about helping those who are there. I'm there for the people who are there. And that was the biggest thing, just having that trust and faith in the Lord. That is a good word there, Amber. Thank you for that. You know, um, to know it's not about me, I think that's a huge one. You know, that that book that uh, Rick Warren wrote a few years ago that a few people bought, Purpose Driven Life, um, you know, whether you like that or not, that book, but the first line in it, you know, it's not about you. Powerful line. That's a That is a big part about it. And to be caring about the people who are in that church, that is such a big part of it. Uh, my friends, that we need to be caring for each other in the church. Now, that's part of what the body of Christ is for, that we, it's not about me. It's not, you know, my buffet where I can just pick out here and this, and I like this, and I like this. I think that's a real good word. Thank you for that. Uh, Ismail from uh, Whittier. Do I have it right? Is it Ismail? Yes, this is him. All right, thank you for holding. What Hi, are your are thoughts? You? I'm good. So I'm what? calling because I'm actually looking for a new church, and yeah. I am attending a church. I'm, I don't have a lot of knowledge as far as the Word of God, so I'm kind of wanted to ask you, like, you know, what what should I be looking in when I'm looking for a church? What are things maybe that I should look out, you know, to know if this is a good church or if it's not a good church? You being a pastor, I would like to get your perspective. Okay, I think that's good. And that's, you know, I'm looking for a church, which is kind of funny. So um, when you said you you don't have a lot of knowledge in the Word of God, I would say look for a church that's going to help you have knowledge of the Word of God. That would be a good place to start. You know, a place where churches do it differently. You know, sometimes you have Sunday morning that's uh, a what they call a biblical expository sermon where the pastor goes verse by verse by verse. Uh, you need that somewhere in the system. You know, some systems are a little different on Sunday morning. Maybe you get that on Wednesday night, but find a church, Ismail, where you will learn the Word of God and you, that where you have the opportunity to learn that with other people, too, and an opportunity to ask questions. Uh, you know, stay away from a place that doesn't want to answer your questions. I would say that because we, in the, you know, there's, there's some questions that are easy to answer and there are some that are not easy to answer, but there are no questions that are unaskable. You should be able to ask yeah. your questions and study, and and the church shouldn't be afraid of that. So that would be the first thing I would I would say to you is, you know, find a church where you're going to learn the Word of God because that's going to help you grow. Um, the second thing I would say to keep it simple is find a church that will help you learn the Word of God, but also a church that will help you do it in practice. Like, or do they have outreach to the community that they're in? Are they concerned about the Great Commission? Jesus told us to go and make disciples. Is that something that they care about? Um, you know, I would look to make sure that they're teaching the Word of God um, however they're doing it. There might be different ways to, to do it. And that they're, they're asking you to participate in mission because one of the greatest ways to grow is not just to learn, you know, academically what the Word of God says, but that it becomes who you are and it mm-hmm. becomes how you treat other people and that you love people the way Jesus would and that the way you start to look at other human beings, the people you work with, your neighbors, the people you go to school with, you know, whatever your situation is, you look at them as people who need Jesus and you're in their life on purpose to love them the way Jesus would. 
which okay. also which also then drives you back to the scripture. Because here's what happens. I got to take a break in a minute. I see all your calls on here. I'll get your calls in a minute. But I think this is a good call, everybody. You you go to church. You learn from the Word of God, and you learn I'm supposed to make disciples. And so you go out to your family or your friends. We call this group of people your oikos. The New Testament word is oikos. Your relational world. Some of those people are already Christians. Hopefully, they are helping you grow in your faith. Some of those people are not as mature as you are. They they know less than you. Maybe you're going to help them grow in their faith. A lot of those people in your life, they don't know the Lord. You're in their life, I think on purpose, to represent Christ to them. Now, the thing is, is that can be kind of scary, right? But here's the thing. You just love them. You love them. And then they come back to you and they say, yeah, all these Christians, you know, how can you believe this and that? And you might say, well, I don't know. Well, you want a church that you can go back to and say, hey, this person in my oikos, my relational world, is asking me these questions, and I don't know the answer. Oh, well, let's do a Bible study, and let's figure this out. And then you go back to them and say, hey, I got the answer. And then they might have more questions that you don't know. Fine, then go back to church, see? And it it works this way. And where in mission, you really help people in need. I I think the church has so many great resources to really help people who are in need and people who are suffering. Uh, and Jesus called us to that. So find a church that teaches the Word of God and also wants to follow the Word of God. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that'll help yeah. you. Uh, and there are lots of churches like that. Just so, And you might have to try it out for a while. Go ahead. So how about a pastor accessibility? Should that be a factor, or is that something that maybe I shouldn't be worried about? Uh, say that again, a uh, pastor accessibility, like my ability to be able to reach out to my pastor, should that be something oh. important, or should that be something that I, maybe I shouldn't be worried about? You know, I would say it depends on what kind of church, but in some ways, you know, I think that we have to be careful about the pastor being the one who does all the ministering, because an individual pastor, A, the pastor is not perfect. The pastor mm-hmm. also has a responsibility probably to family or his own, yeah. you know, and to lead. You want a church that is also developing leaders so that people can biblically pastor each other. So I would say, you know, if it's a small church, if you're going to a church and it's 25 people, well, the pastor should be accessible. But if you're going to a church and it's 250 people, well, it's going to be harder to be with the pastor because he should be training up other people to help do the work of the church. And if it's 2,500 people, well, he may not be that accessible because he's still doing that same thing, right? So I don't worry so much about accessibility to the pastor. Worry about, are you growing in your faith because of the ministry of that church and the people who are there? Okay. I think that matters more. Ismail, good call. Very good call. I think a lot of people have that. All right. I see all your calls. Lots of people try to get your calls as soon as we get back from the break. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow will be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. Good to be with you. We're talking about what you look for when you're looking for a church. A lot of calls. So I'm going to get to your calls and try to get to as many as I can. And then I will sum up and give you some thoughts here in just a moment. 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. 888-528-2557. Caroline from Carson. Welcome. It says here that you got the uh, the emergency alert from Glendale. Is that true? Um. That's good for Carolyn? 
And Carson? Yeah, Carolyn and Carson. Okay, yes. Okay, because it's been very spotted on the phone. Yes. Uh, and I cleared my uh, notifications. I'm quite certain that's what it said. And I did get two of them, but I don't remember the second one saying the first one was uh, a missing. But anyway, I just thought, oh, wow, they're doing it for different cities. But yeah. anyway, the, the question at hand, my, uh, this is my suspected on choosing the church. I've had only three, I'll say three and a half in my lifetime. I'm 70s, my 70s. And I first... Uh, when my home church went to the parents and all that, I thank God I grew up in a church and the Sunday school was excellent. So after college, you know, and all you want to branch on your own, you don't want anything associated with your parents that much. So I began looking for another church, and what I first, my first criteria was the same denomination because I knew that would be the doctrine. I knew that would be the spirituality I would need, so I would want and, and know to say with so. I looked for that, uh, and you had yellow pages back then, and churches were listed by denominations. Uh-huh. Maybe they still do, no, no, no. And then after that, I began seeking, looking at visiting churches in that denomination, uh, Scott. And then, like one other caller said, I won, I went to uh, further down the list somewhere. I just knew, coming in up the stairs, and there was windows uh, to go to the sanctuary, and I just felt a piece that this is it. And that was still today my favorite church. Of, of all, um, and once within there, why it was right, the singing, because that matters to me, you know, the quality, the songs, the quality, um, and, mm-hmm. and the preacher, of course, it's <clears throat> it a mid-size, yeah. so everything's a good fit. In fact, I grew so much from there. I was, I ended up getting into the vacation Bible school teaching, that oh, I was, uh, not the usher board, the nurse, yeah. you know, all the way up to the board of trustees, so. Um, I want to, I want to go on to another call. I got a bunch of calls, but I want to stop you there, because you're, you, what you said there about, you grew at this church so well, and then you got into vacation Bible school and teaching and that. And I, I think it's something for our listeners that is really good advice, a place where you grow spiritually, but that it, it plays out not just in your head knowledge, but then you actually start to serve and teach. And that's really, really good. Okay, got a lot of calls here. Mike from Chino Hills, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Mike. Uh, hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick, uh try to be brief here. Um, long time uh, uh, born-again Christian. I got saved in 1977 after hitchhiking cross-country to uh, Los Angeles, and I got saved in the uh, in the uh, mission uh, downtown. You hitchhiked, homeless, uh, people. you hitchhiked across the United States? Cross-country, all by and were, myself, yeah. Were you, were you homeless? I was a hippie. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I saw my I saw myself as an adventurer, not a homeless person. Exactly. Then. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, wonderful. I uh, met the Lord in a in a shelter uh, in downtown LA after an altar call. Um, some Christ- witnessing Christians picked me up off the street, and I uh, went to their church for the next ten years. Great church, uh, non denominational church. Anyway, they had a church split ten years later, and uh, church kind of fell apart, and uh, most. Most of us left, including myself. Found another church that was a kind of charismatic evangelical Protestant church, heavily involved in ministries, and they had these little mini churches that they would meet in homes. Uh, long story short, is uh, what I would look for in a church, uh, aside from you know, of course, rightly dividing the word of truth, is uh, a church that does not foster cliques. Mm. Uh, so what ended up happening uh, with me is I, I wasn't involved in any. Uh, church-sponsored ministries at that time, and they used to crank these pastors out left and right uh, to start up these satellite churches, right, which was, in my mind, kind of questionable. 
anyway, I was at a picnic, a uh, church picnic with some friends uh, from this mini church, and one of these pastors came back to visit uh, who belonged to our mini church. Anyway, he looks at me and shakes hands, and the first thing that comes out of his mouth was, what have you done for the Lord lately? And I, I was just so put off by that. I, I, I thought, what in the world? Where's this guy coming from? Why did he? Why would he ask me a question like that? And I, I felt like two inches small, like I wanted to crawl into a hole in the ground. I, I was speechless. I didn't even know how to answer. Hmm. And I just went home. I, I said goodbye to my friends, and I kind of almost immediately went home. And that not only was that the last time I went to that church, but I, I had stopped going to church for the next 25 years. Oh. And uh, yeah. I, I just started going again uh, to Calvary Chapel out here about uh, several years ago, which is my home now. Okay. Um, I'm 65 years old, <laughs> so a lot of time's gone by. Uh, never stopped reading my Bible or praying and trying to live for the Lord, but, um, you know, had quite a life. But All yeah, right. I would say uh, a church that does not foster cliques, really important. And You want a pe- you know, church that has good community that people try to get together with each other. Yes. All right, yes. Mike, appreciate that. Mike, you know, you can uh, now you can just Uber across the country if you wanted to. Uh, oh, we lost Mike. All right, 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. I've asked the question, what do you look for in a church? And uh, I'll sum up here in just a minute, but I'll take a couple more calls here. Uh, so get to your point right away, everybody, so we can get to these calls in the next couple of minutes. Debbie from Ventura, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Debbie, you still with me? I am. Hi, welcome to Southern California Live. So you love your church. What do you love about your church? I love my church. So yeah. um, when my husband and I were looking for a church, we were looking for, you know, people friendly and easy to get to know and, you know, feeling comfortable and definitely uh, studying the Word and um, having Scripture um, accessible and opening our Bibles, you know, during our services, and that was big for us. Well, it just so happened that the first service that we showed up at our church was the one where we were all divided into uh, small groups to walk around and check it out in the middle of service, which was great. And so we walked around, and then um, we got back to our seat. We didn't sign up for one um, when we first walked around. But we went back afterwards, and we joined a small group, and we've uh, been there ever since. So this is almost, it's about nine years. So you got in a good small group, and and you made friendships and relationships in that church. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Debbie, I want to go to the the next call. Thank you. We're running out of time. Appreciate that. You know, that is a big thing about church is you will get to know groups of people, and then you minister to each other. A lot of church happens in the small group. Actually, a lot of growth is going to happen in the small group if it's a good one. All right. Uh, Rick from Torrance, welcome to Southern California Live. Rick, you still with me? Yes, I'm here. All right, Rick. You wanted to respond to our caller, Ismail, who called uh, right before the break. Yes. I want to respond to Ismail's um, call. He he was asking Uh, about what should he look for in a church. He said he didn't have a lot of biblical knowledge, uh, and should he look for a church where he has a lot of access to the pastor. So what do you think about that? Yes, I mean, my pastor, he teaches the uncompromised Word of God. Uh-huh. It's the truth. You know, that's what we look for in the church. I've been an usher at my church for 13 years. And uh, we have a wonderful church. We welcome, we welcome 
we will welcome him. You know, we my church is in Picklebera, Old Community Christian Church. My pastor is Pastor Drew, awesome pastor, uh-huh. and, and and he's welcome. He is welcome. Yeah. And I think, uh, Rick, I appreciate your call. I got to go. We're just about out of time, and I want to sum up something. I think being welcoming, it matters. Uh, There's some, uh, you know, the often, in fact, I read a study, it was a Barna study that said most people make their decision about whether they're staying in your church before the service even starts. So it has nothing to do with the music or the preaching or other stuff. It has to do with how they were treated when they got there. Um, That's a very interesting statistic, and you want to get welcome. Let me give you some thoughts, and I know that, you know, there's a lot of subjects that this brings up, you know, are there good reasons to leave your church if they're, if you're going to do that? It's a whole nother conversation. But if you're looking for a church or if you're already in a church, you know, my encouragement for you is to, to stay there and make it better. Okay. That we're all called to minister to each other, not just to be moving on to whatever the next best thing is. Okay. But here's some things I think you should keep in mind. Number one, there is no perfect church. There isn't one. I had a husband and wife come to see me one time. They wanted to join the church, but they wanted to explain something. He was going to join, but she wasn't. And the reason she wasn't going to join is because he's in another church every six months and he's looking for the perfect church and she's tired of it. She really liked her church and she loves her husband and they're good, but she's going to stay where they are. And uh, sure enough, he was gone from our church in six months. He probably didn't like my jokes or something. I don't know. Uh, There is no perfect church. You'll never find one. Okay. There's also no perfect pastor. Your pastor needs salvation just like you do and your pastor's sins and uh, against Christ just like you. He needs to be the example example and above reproach and all of that, but he's not going to be perfect. Above reproach doesn't mean perfect. There's no perfect church people either. You're going to get offended by people at your church. That's just what's going to happen, and you're going to offend people without even knowing it sometimes. Make sure you've got a biblical worldview, meaning that the Bible is what describes the truth about the world. And you got to know your Bible well enough to know that. So get into the Word of God, but that there's one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Trinity, one God in three persons. Jesus alone saves. And that salvation is real, that you're really saved from something. That's why we use that term. There's a whole lot of other things, but look for those things. And then, you know, make sure it's a church of discipleship and mission where you're not just called to come in and, and sit for an hour and sing and go home but instead where you're being challenged to be sent out because the church isn't the building on Sunday morning. The church is you. And wherever you go and wherever you're interacting with people, those people are at church because you are there. And you are called into the greatest endeavor of all of human history, and it's to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Make sure you find a church that helps you do that, or if your church isn't doing that, step up and say, how can I help us become a discipling church? All right, great topic. We're out of time. We'll do this one again. Uh, So many calls. Thanks for calling. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We're here every day from 3 to 5 on KKLA 99.5 in Los Angeles and KPRZ in San Diego. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.